Welcome to the Sustainability Agenda, a podcast series focusing on the evolving complexities of the sustainability landscape. I'm your host, Ryan Fan. Please join me as we explore today's most pressing issues with special guests that will give you some new perspectives and help you make sense of what really matters. I see that there's a lot of opportunities for corporates that really want to be in the forefront, both in terms of branding, creating relationships with their customers, and also creating premium products or premium services. Today, we welcome Katarina Wangler-Bjork, Applied Impact Partnership Manager at Doconomy, which is a provider of digital services. Prior to joining Doconomy in 2022, Katarina worked as an advisor for environmental services firm 2050 for two years. And before that, she established and headed the innovation, sustainability, and design team at EY Nordics. On today's episode, we will be discussing Doconomy's carbon calculator, what it does, how it is changing consumer and corporate behaviors, and why it's an important tool for climate action. Good afternoon, Katarina. Welcome and thank you for joining us on today's episode of the Sustainability Agenda. Good afternoon, Ryan. Pleased to be here. Really glad to have you here. Let's begin with an overview of Doconomy. What is your mission and why? Well, Doconomy is about climate literacy. So bringing awareness and transparency on your personal climate footprint and how you can act to reduce your footprints to provide you with a starting point to create a better tomorrow. But it's also about inspiring others to take action and how you can contribute to the trajectories of the 2030 and 2050 targets. So it's sort of democratizing climate action, making it accessible to anyone and making it as accessible, I would say, as, as the weather forecast or weather report. You understand it and then you take your umbrella or your <laughs> sunscreen, but with climate action. So that's the mission, but why? We want our kids to have a better tomorrow than the planet we live on today. And we think that we have a limited opportunity to help that happen. And that's why we all need to contribute. And we try to do this through our digital tools in the economy. And we try to inspire others by also creating partnerships and relationships, collaborating with others. We see that that's both our responsibility because we can, but also a really good business opportunity. That's excellent. So one thing that you said that rang true to me is that you're bringing awareness, but you're bringing an ability to take action. And to me, that's quite powerful. So what actually is a carbon calculator and how does it work? In its simplest form, it is a calculator that calculates the carbon emissions, the carbon footprint, but also the water footprint on the activities you do or make. Our first calculator was set up around the ability to enable every transaction to carry a carbon intensity score, making every transaction count. So providing you with both the monetary and the planetary impact of a purchase. So our first calculator was only around consumption. And also it's enabled to consumers or individuals, if you will, through their banking accounts or credit cards. So very easy to tie in the insight on carbon footprints of your purchases and consumption to something that you do every day. The second one we call lifestyle calculator that we developed together with the United Nations. It's a bit wider. It's both around how you consume, what you eat, what your dietary preferences are, if you're a vegan or if you're 
eat meat, but also how you live, what kind of energy source you use in your home, how large your apartment or house, how you travel, how you commute to work, and also how you travel during holidays, etc. So we try to capture your full lifestyle provide you with your footprint from your lifestyle and connect it to some tips and tricks on how you could act upon that, maybe reduce through another dietary choice, but also how you can also choose another energy source, for example. It's available globally and for free. I think about 152 countries and we have a lot of users already today. So the third calculator is called 2030 Calculator. It focuses on products for corporates. So for small and medium-sized companies, they could score their products from production until point of sale and see what is the carbon footprint throughout the process and where are the hotspots where we could actually reduce our carbon footprint in production. So that is the three calculators that we offer today. That's interesting. And so how do you think that this will change consumers' response to companies' products and services? You know, can companies benefit from this? We can see that there is an increase in demand from consumers, and we can see that it actually has increased, even though we have a cost of living crisis at the moment. People want to contribute to a more climate-friendly consumption and that that they want to both understand how to do that and what different paths they can take, but also how they can select a more climate-friendly or more sustainable product or service. So we see that both at the demand side, but also that this is a huge opportunity for producing companies and also for enabling companies such as banks, for example, to actually guide individuals, because individuals are, I mean, they have different roles, me as a consumer, me as a citizen, me as a mom, me as a leader in a company, me as an employee in a company. And we have different roles where we need to make decisions every day in order to have a a more climate-friendly or sustainable lifestyle, if you will. I see that there's a lot of opportunities for corporates that really want to be in the forefront, both in terms of branding, creating relationships with their customers, and also creating premium products or premium services, because that's where we have most of the spending patterns, the top 1% of the, the world's population. So there's a lot of business opportunity there. I assume it all starts with awareness, and, and that's a lot of what the economy is focused on right now, it appears. That's great. Let's move over to the financial sector a little bit, as you know, we are a bank. The financial sector is increasingly being called on to act as a lever to accelerate climate action. So in what ways can the economy help the financial sector meet these ambitions? Well, absolutely. We also see that banks has a crucial role in, in this transition. Uh, we see that banks are major enablers that could extend their role and act as a platform for climate action, both for individuals and corporates, and gain business to that. And we think that our digital tools can help banks to educate the money, as you said, to provide insights in an easy and actually fun way, actually to engage customers and consumers around 
both climate action, but also around financial well-being, handling both the climate crisis and the cost of living crisis, and to engage and change behavior to a more sustainable lifestyle. A couple of months ago, we, uh, the economy, acquired Dreams Technology, which is another impact tech company, which is very much focused on behavioral economics. So we're pretty excited about this, actually, to be able to bridge the unique intersection of behavioral economics and climate impact, climate inclusion and financial inclusion, if you will. I think this will enable the economy to offer our existing banks and financial institution partners to extend our behavior science-driven product portfolio and will include modules that we haven't had before, such as climate smart savings, debt management and investment, above the things that we already have which is much about educating and engaging consumers in climate action and also in inspiring consumers to, to inspire each other and set to compete or between each other how much you could reduce if you do certain changes in your life. I think we have much to do now to help banks with, but I think we have a huge potential going forward that is very, very exciting in many ways, and both in terms of how to educate, but also to actually change behaviors that could benefit the banks and the bank's business as well. We recently had a carbon reduction challenge internally within CIBC, and the uptake was tremendous. And there is a swelling of interest right? To take action and not just to gain awareness, but really to find ways to take action. And I could see strong partnerships between the economy and financial institutions, you know, really, truly having that impact. So what does the impact tech industry still need to grow innovation and sustainability and design? Any advice you can give them? Even though we've been around a few years now, I think the economy has a lot to explore and, and we need a lot of peers to collaborate with. We need new companies coming up, both in terms of impact tech and software and climate fintech, which is our category, but with other solutions and also, please, with competing solutions. We need to be many and to be really, really good because we have a huge challenge before us. But we also need companies that takes on the actual solutions. How can we mitigate emissions and how can we reduce and how can we find innovations that actually serves human needs within the planetary boundaries. So there's a lot of innovation that will be needed and will be needed fast. We need to both scale and speed up a lot. We have only 72 months to go before we reach 2030. So we all need to just hands on deck and work together fast. I think Looking at advice, there's a totally different world now than just a year ago. The cost of capital has increased a lot and also try to find as soon as possible a viable business model because you need to make it happen. You need to make business out of it. Otherwise, it won't work. So it's the ordinary. Try, test your idea, prototype, try to see and understand if it makes sense from a people perspective, if people like it, if your user and customers like it, if it actually makes sense from an impact environmental or social perspective, and also if there is business in it, if there's actually someone who wants to pay something for it. And also 
partner up with others. It's much easier and it's much more fun to work together. And we need different perspectives to solve these challenges. Yeah, this is certainly an interesting dilemma where in business elsewhere, it's about competition. Here, it should be about cooperation. And we see it because we all have the same interest, right? It's as much for the planet as it is for any monetary reason that we get in, involved in this. So listen, Katerina, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to join us on the show today. And thank you for all that you do. I think the economy is going to have a real impact. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in as well. Please join us next time as we tackle some of sustainability's biggest questions, providing different perspectives to help you move forward. I'm your host, Ryan Fan, and this is the Sustainability Agenda. The materials disclosed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and subject to our code of conduct as well as IROC rules. The information and data contained herein has been obtained or derived from sources believed to be reliable without independent verification by CIBC Capital Markets and to the extent that such information and data is based on sources outside CIBC Capital Markets, we do not represent or warrant that any such information or data is accurate, adequate, or complete. Notwithstanding anything to the contrary herein, CIBC World Markets Inc. and or any affiliate thereof shall not assume any responsibility or liability of any nature in connection with any of the contents of this communication. This communication is tailored for a particular audience and accordingly this message is intended for such specific audience only. Any dissemination, redistribution, or other use of this message or the market commentary contained herein by any recipient is unauthorized. This communication should not be construed as a research report. The services, securities, and investments discussed in this report may not be available to nor suitable for all investors. Nothing in this communication constitutes a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any specific investments discussed herein. Speakers on this podcast do not have any actual implied or apparent authority to act on behalf of any issuer mentioned in this podcast. The commentary and opinions expressed herein are solely those of the individual speakers, except where the author expressly states them to be the opinions of CIBC World Markets, Inc. This speakers may provide short-term trading views or ideas on issuers, securities, commodities, currencies, or other financial instruments, but investors should not expect continuing analysis, views, or discussion relating to those instruments discussed herein. Any information provided herein is not intended to represent an adequate basis for investors to make an informed investment decision and is subject to change without notice. CIBC Capital Markets is a trademark brand name under which Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, CIBC, its subsidiaries and affiliates provide products and services to our customers around the world. For more information about these legal entities, as well as the products and services offered by CIBC Capital Markets, please visit www.cibccm.com. 